You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Something the Lord has been teaching me lately is how we have allowed the world who doesn't walk with the Spirit to define spiritual things for us. Um, They define spiritual things to us, and we have received these definitions like hope. We as Christians have existed with this understanding of hope like it's just flicking a coin into a wishing well. You're just hoping. You're just praying. Maybe, Maybe it'll work out. It's just a good wish. I'm just flicking it in there to the fountain and then I'm walking away. And that's what we've held hope in in our minds as Christians. And as Jay said, we view it as a lesser form of faith. A lesser form of faith. It's not quite faith. It's just, it's just right a step below it. And that is not how we have, that is not what we read in this scripture, in this, in this Bible. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. It doesn't, but it doesn't say the least of these is hope. It just says the greatest of these is love because the love of Christ is what we just sang it. It held him there. His, it, it, it led him there. Not my will, nevertheless, not my will be done, your will be done. It's what he said in the garden as he, as he was consumed with the reality of what was coming his way, yet his love for the Father and his obedience and love for us, knowing what was going to happen, knowing the freedom that we were going to get to partake in. He went to the cross and he had a hope on what that sacrifice would bring. And it wasn't just a well wish. It wasn't just a flick of a coin. He knew exactly what it would bring and when it would be released. And he claimed it. And that's the hope of the gospel. There is power in hope, but not the hope that we've believed in. That is not the hope of God. This just lesser form of faith. And Jay taught it. it, He taught it so well. Hope is in direct opposition to death. A door into the good things of the kingdom. This is what Jay said last week. And who has a right to enter such a door? The heirs to the kingdom of heaven. We are meant to walk through this. We have the right and the only right to exist in this place. And this hope is the doorway into the good blessings of the kingdom of heaven. The good things that he has. The heavenly solutions to earthly problems. Hope is the doorway to this room full of these solutions, full of these things. But it's not by our doing, but His alone. We didn't earn it, so we can't lose it. This has been such a profound thing for me this last week. I've just been thinking about this thought, and I've known this thought, and I've heard it before. I'm pretty sure Randy's the first to say it. I don't know. I just want to give credit where credit's due. I don't think it originated in me, but if we didn't earn it, we can't lose it. I didn't do anything to earn it, so I can't do anything to lose it. And this is this title that we have, this hope that we have. Hope is the living and breathing confidence that comes when truth is received. It's amazing and it's powerful. And church, I'm just looking at at this time that we're in and it's just amazing. The Lord is resetting our understanding of spiritual things and it's profound. The Lord, if you look at the last year, it's what He's been doing all year long. He's been resetting and tweaking our understanding of spiritual things. Changing the definition back to what it means in Him, like the definition of hope as He's reset it. 
that we could be able to walk in fullness because, because we now have right understanding. And when we have right understanding, we see as Jay taught, Jesus was the first glimpse of hope in the flesh. And when we have right understanding, now we, we who have died with Christ that we may live with Him, we who have been entrusted this ministry of reconciliation, we who God has chosen to make His appeal through to all of the world, He is making His appeal through us to all of the world. We are those people. We are now hope in the flesh. We are hope in the flesh, again, not by anything that we have done, but because we are filled with the author and perfecter of hope. Amen? It's important for us to remember that when it comes to these things, we are filled with the author and perfecter of all of these things. We are filled with the author and perfecter of faith, hope, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, humor. He invented it. God's the best comedian there is. Just let him do it. It's a beautiful thing. He's an amazing storyteller. He's an amazing comforter. He is the God of comfort. He's, he's reestablishing things, these things in us that we would be able to be filled with the fullness of who we are and the recognition that we now, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, being filled with the presence of God, our hope in the flesh. And let me just tell you, we talked about it on Wednesday, but this requires further exploration in your own life. Jay's teaching is not a teaching that you can listen to once and go home and be, I got it. You can't. I'm your pastor, and I'm not there yet. And I'm smarter than all of you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. God of humor. He told me to tell it, okay? I told you. Set, set myself up. Gave myself a little back door to get out of quick. Uh, no, this, this requires further exploration in your own life. Don't let your study and pursuit of understanding and walking in hope end here. That's not where it ends. I'm telling you right now, this is not where it ends. Jay's teaching has opened the door for us to enter into a room full of things that we are to discover, and it's a beautiful thing. Keep going, church. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Amen? I feel like... I. I feel like with that, you could be released after that. that. I don't know if there's anything else we need to hear on a regular basis. That truth is all we need. That if you simply seek, you will find. If you knock, it will be open to you, children of God. That is a powerful truth that we need to remember often. We don't remember it very often, and we don't act like we live that way very often, but we need to remember that. So I was almost tempted to just release you right then and there. I'm not going to. That's for your encouragement. I'm going to keep you here all day, okay? Because I've got two weeks to make up for. But it is powerful and encouraging truth. He is always ready. Hear this. He is always ready. The Lord is always ready to reveal deep things to those who go looking. He is always ready to reveal deeper things of Himself to those who are willing to seek and find it. And let me tell you, the seeking and the finding is pretty simple. You just simply have to have the desire in your heart to go seeking and go finding. And the Lord reveals it immediately to us. So go looking, church. Amen? Go looking. Look for deeper things. Let's be explorers of the Father's heart, discovering new depths never before seen. Amen? Amen? I heard in this sermon, I listened to the recording, you guys were quiet. And Jay called you out on it. And Carrie was the only one that responded. And so now you're in trouble. 
I leave for one week and everything I've worked towards just goes right down the toilet and you guys get quiet again. No more. All right? I'm back. You have to be loud. The word that I have for you today, a profound revelation for me, and I had a lot of parts of it that I I couldn't quite connect it yet until Jay's sermon last week. It was the finishing piece that I needed for the, for the full revelation that the Lord intended to be revealed to me. And it was profound. It was amazing. This word came uh, on the way to Abilene last week, actually. And I was just thinking about this, um, this last week, having heard Jay's sermon, just asking, why do, why do we not hope? Why do we not rejoice? And then I I looked at it and it's like, well, look at the shape the world's in. Is the world in great shape? Looking at the surface, is the world in great shape? No, it's not. It's not in great shape. And I've heard this. I have heard this all my life. We just need Jesus to return. We just need Jesus to come back, right? How many of us have said that? Everybody. I'll I'll raise my hand for you. We've all said it and we've all believed it. Now you're in trouble. We've all heard it and we've all said it ourselves. And here is the revelation that the Lord brought. There seems to be greater faith in the return of Christ than in the power of the gospel for here and now. Let me explain. Acts 2, verse 39. Peter has just preached the sermon having been filled with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit giving him utterance to preach. Verse 39, For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to Himself. So we know that the promise is for us. And then in 2 Corinthians 5.20, I've already made mention of this passage. We know this passage well. The Lord has had us here often in this last year, but verse 20, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making His appeal through us. What point is an ambassador if he goes to a place and he does not represent the place that sent him? There is no point. He's just a person. But an ambassador's job is to go and represent a country in a foreign nation. We're in the world, not of it ambassadors for the kingdom of heaven, sent in. But are we just sent in to sit around and wait for Jesus to come take us back? That can't be our thought, but unfortunately that has been our thought process. There is power, and there is power for right now that has been made for us, not later. Why would He, Jesus, say He is sending the Helper in John 14 if He's not going to help us do anything but wait around for Jesus to come back? There's no logic in that. Randy taught us well. There is logic in the gospel. There is logic in the spirit. Our God created logic. He's logical. Just follow the trail of thought. It's easy to understand. He did not send the helper and he called it a helper for a reason. He called the spirit of God the helper for a reason. What is he meant to help us do? Establish the kingdom of heaven here and now. Why would he send? the helper in John 14 that he talks about, if not to move in and through us here on this earth. And what happens in Acts 2? They receive the Holy Spirit, 
In Acts 2, verse 2, then they move in power and they establish the kingdom and the church is born just like that. Immediately, we see fruit. We see the kingdom of heaven established almost right away when the Spirit of God is released upon the earth. But for us now, our faith is in the return of Christ to come and fix things. Right? That's our mentality. The world gets worse, the world gets worse, the world gets worse, and we think, Christ, just come. Come fix it, come fix it, come fix it. Instead of us understanding that He is coming back. And what if He comes back for something fixed? What is the point of being the hands and feet of the power and presence of God to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth as Jesus made a way for us to do if we are to leave it in the same state we found it in? There is no point in that. There is no point in that. That would be like, that would be like me going to patch a hole in a wall. Big old hole in the wall, in the drywall. You've got to do all this work. You've got to get it all set up. You've got to cut it out. You've got to put it in there. You've got to tape bed. You've got to retexture. You've got to repaint. You've got to do it all. And the whole process is miserable. And you do it all. And then the next day, it's scheduled for demo, the whole house. What is the point of fixing that hole in the wall? It's like, it seems like you were just better off getting the process started than fixing it. That's not what we've been sent here to do. We've been sent here to establish the kingdom of heaven here and now. So our hope, unfortunately though, has been in escape and not in the demonstration of love and power of God and His kingdom as it should be. Where in this book, where in it does it speak of the heirs of the kingdom of heaven escaping this earth? Where does it talk about us running and fleeing? To go back home. Abandoning this place. To just go home. Where does it speak of that? I can tell you right now if you're not sure it doesn't. Church, we have it backwards. We are not meant to plan our escape, but rather to consume this world with the power of God and the love of God and the kindness of the kingdom of heaven. Chasing out darkness to the end of this earth. Darkness is seeking to escape us. We are not seeking to escape this present darkness. Amen. You are here to release heaven upon this earth. You are here to release heaven upon this earth. Jesus came and He died and He made a way for us to do this. You are invincible. Because of Jesus, you are invincible. The only thing that had any power over you was the grave. And what did Jesus defeat but the grave? The wages of sin and the grave were the only thing that separated us from eternal life with the kingdom, eternal life with our Father, and the full power and releasing of the kingdom of heaven in and through us now. Those two things were the only things that kept us separate from Him. And what did He do? He destroyed those two things. So is there anything, again, we know this, Romans, is there anything that can stand against God's elect? There is nothing. And you are God's elect. Jesus destroyed the power of the grave and we are free from it. So we must change our focus. We must repent and change our minds about the time, about our time here. It's easy to do as a parent to imagine greatness for your kids. That is probably one of the easiest things I've ever done is to see the greatness in my child. 
it is not a hard leap for me to take. If you ask me to start speaking about my child, you're not ever going to hear me say a negative thing about them because all I see is the greatness in that kid. They're turds. We've recently discovered Kai's been practicing his letters. We're really excited. He can almost spell his name. We well, can spell his name, but he's working on the different surfaces in which to spell out his name to see if it works. And he's found out that rocks and car paint is a good place to practice. So we just found Kai's name on, on it's, it's on his side of the car. It's where his seat is. It's his door. He was just marking it in case anybody got confused. Just big old K right there in the middle of the door. It's beautiful. If you don't believe me, it's right outside. Take a gander. I'll sell tickets and you can view after. And if you would like the same branding on your car, we can set that up. I've got a modern day Picasso. Just give him a piece of gravel and let him go to work. Um, if anybody also needs an abstract painted coffee table, Kai has done that. It's, uh, it's done with permanent ink, so it won't come out. It's beautiful. Um, so if you want that, you can have it. But I could still, I'm just telling you, if I look at that kid, I can't say anything bad about him because there's just greatness in him. There's greatness in my children. And I believe in the spiritual greatness of my children. It is profound to me, the prayer life of my kids and the things that they pray for and the things that they say. And that Liam, now it blows my mind, he, didn't, he did not feel well a couple days ago. He had, and we thought he had strep. He had spots on the back of his throat. We're like, oh, just another thing. Dang it. We've got another thing. And you know when one kid gets sick with something like that, everybody's going down with it. Just a matter of time. And it just so happened to be when the band was traveling and we had our five-day weekend. So nothing like spending your days off like being sick. And we're worried about not being able to go to this wedding and all these things. And so what my son decides to do, he just decides to pray healing over himself. And then he wakes up the next day, he's like, my throat doesn't hurt. The Lord healed me, because I asked him to. Out of the mouth of a babe. He's recognizing the power of God and the healing power of the Lord. I believe in greatness for my children. But what greatness can they experience if their parents put on a model of escape, fear, and hopelessness? And that's what we've modeled for our kids. As we wait and hope in an escape from this earth instead of hoping in establishing the kingdom here and now, it is affecting the world that our kids are growing up in because they see God as a distant thing. You begin to understand how Christians can get here and not understand how the Lord is right here present before us. Well, if, if, I'm, if I'm focused on the escape, then He's far off. He's not here. He's got to come rescue me. No, He's already done that, hasn't He? He's already released that. He's already rescued. He's already given us the, the keys to the prison that we could walk out and be free. The Lord saw the state of the world, and I believe this. I had a conversation, um, I had a conversation with Carrie about this, actually. Carrie Winfrey. I just believe that the Lord saw the state of the world, and He sent our children as the answer. I don't think there's anyone in here that would disagree with that. Not one of us would disagree that the heavenly solutions to the worldly problems are our kids. Amen? 
but I can't fully believe that about them if I don't believe it to be true about me and about you. That his presence released across the, gro- uh, released across the globe is meant to be released in me and through me and through you. And that the Lord saw the state of the world. He saw the pandemic. He saw all the things. He saw what 2022 was going to look like in 23 and 24 and all these years. And all the years prior, He saw what they would look like. He saw the issues that would arise. And His answer was you. I will send you. You are the heavenly solution to the worldly problems we see. So what has the enemy done? He's manipulated our focus to think, I can't touch these problems, only Jesus can. You're right. You can't touch him. Only Jesus can. But what has he done? He sent the helper, the presence of God to fill you that he could use you as a vessel to go to these places that he could solve the problem. He could be the perfect answer. You are that answer because you are the vessel that carries him. You are the vessel that carries the answer into the places it is needed. You have to believe that about yourself. That we are his answer. His presence released across the globe filling his people. A people who believe in the transformative power of the gospel for today, for this side of heaven, we are to display this gospel. Amen? Acts 1, 8 says, It is not for you to know the time, that's verse 7, sorry, verse 8, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Has the Holy Spirit come? Has He come upon you? Have you received Him in your life? Then you have received power to make known the will of God and the word and freedom of Jesus here and now, not later. You are His answer released upon this earth. Amen? It's been profound for me as I've begun to change my focus from escape to hope for here and now. It changes the way I look at our, at, our, at our community, at our country, at the things that we're facing, the problems that we come into. This God has not led us this far to abandon us now. And He has equipped us perfectly for here and now. And that gets me so excited. Because I look out and I look at the problems of the world and I look at all the craziness that's going on. And then I'm encouraged because the answer is us. All we have to do is walk in it, receive it, and walk in the fullness of it. I'm saying it even now, and I can can feel the doubt trying to creep in through the back of your mind. That no, not you. And I'll rebuke that right now. Because if it is me, then it's definitely for you. I'm telling you, I've done worse than any of you in here. And I'm your pastor. And if he's using me, he is most certainly using you. Amen? The Lord wants to release the kingdom, and that gets me so excited for sundown, because if this group of people would not plan our escape, but recognize the hope that is for today, what is released upon this earth? What will be released upon this earth? I'm a firm believer 
that if we go seeking, we will find pieces of the Father's heart that He will not just put on display. He will hold back this part of Him for those that are willing to come and find Him. It's like with any relationship. You don't just share everything about your life with every single person that you meet. Right? There are steps of closeness. And it's time spent, right? Me and my wife didn't start, Sarah and I didn't start where we are now. We started having awkward conversations because we didn't know what to say. And we didn't know each other. Right? I hate, oh, I hate that part of a relationship. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to make them upset. I don't know what they like. I don't know what they don't like. Is, my, is there food in my beard? What's going on? I hate that part. But as you pursue relationship, as you continue to spend time with this person, what do you do? You start to open up pieces of yourself that you don't open up for anyone but those that are willing to come and find them. The Father does the same thing. He waits for those that are willing to come and see and explore, and He reveals things to us, those that want to seek it. And I believe in the same way that He holds back pieces of himself until those come to seek and find and knock on the door so that it may be opened. Because he always promises that if your heart is to seek, you will find. And if your heart is to knock, it will be opened. So we will always discover these things about God. I believe that if we change our mindset from escape to establishing the kingdom here and now, there are things that the Lord can now reveal to us that He could not reveal to those that are planning escape. Does that make sense? He can't show these things. He can't release these blessings to a group of people that are just waiting and counting the seconds till they get to leave. He can reveal it to those that are ready to establish the kingdom now. That when Jesus Christ comes back, He comes back to an earth filled with the kingdom of God and people full of power releasing it upon this earth. Amen? There are, there are blessings for this house. There are blessings for you and your family. There is provision. There is revelation. There are pieces of the Father's heart that are for you to discover if we change our mindset from escape to here and now. And we remove our faith. It is good to have faith. We get to go home someday. Amen? Praise God for that hope. Praise God for that. And that's, that's a great display of the hope that Jay was talking about last week. It is a certainty. I hope for it, and I don't hope for it wishing upon a star. I hope for it with absolute certainty. It is tied to me. It is attached to me. I will get to be in the presence of glory. I will get to be in heaven. I will get to see a new heaven and a new earth. I will stand next to Jesus Christ Himself. And praise God the Father along with the Spirit and along with the Son. We will sing praises to God together. That is a guarantee and I get to hope in that. No wishing about it. I get it. We get it. We get to do that. Amen. What a beautiful thing. But I want to be standing next to a lot of people. I want to be standing next to the entirety of people that have existed and are going to exist in this city. I want to enter those gates with sundown Texas right next to me. And that does not happen if my focus is only on that glorious day and not on the glorious day I'm living in right now. Any day 
that we get to establish the kingdom of heaven is a glorious day. A glorious day, but we will miss it if our eyes are set on tomorrow and not what is right in front of us. Amen? So let's, let's regain our focus. Regain the correct and right understanding. Shift ourselves back from this mentality of escape and Jesus uh, coming and taking us home into the reality that Jesus is ready to be released here and now. And it's our choice. We get to either be a part of it or not. But we get the choice of releasing Him upon this earth today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and for 30 years. And then what kind of world will my children inherit if we've released the glory of the kingdom of God upon this earth for 30 years every day? What kind of world will they see? What kind of world will they inherit? What kind of world will Jesus come back to? Because the sacrifice of Jesus upon the cross is for all of us, not for some of us. For God so loved the world, not for God so loved a few. So the forgiveness is for all of us. So that means that the power of the Spirit of God, the Helper, is to be filled in all of us. He desires every one of us. All things were made for Him and through Him. Amen? All things. Who's included in the all things? All people are included in the all things. All people are meant to house the presence of God. All people are meant to be the temple. To be this, have this body that is a temple for the presence of the living and active God. To hear His voice. To know His voice. To know His heart for them. To know His heart for their family. Every person that lives and breathes, ever has and ever will, is meant for that but they will never see it if we're just planning our way out. So let's stop that here and now because we don't have to worry about the exit strategy it's already been taken care of for us. What our time is to be focused on, where our mind is to be focused, is the here and now and establishing the kingdom of heaven now. Because He did not die upon that cross to get me into heaven. He died upon that cross that heaven could get into me right now and be released upon this earth through me. And through you. Amen? That is the design of God. That is the design of Christ upon the cross. That heaven can be released here and now as it was always meant to be released. To restore this earth back to the garden. When He walked amongst us. What a beautiful thought. Just dream with me for a second that sundown Texas could be that garden. Where God would physically walk in our streets looking for us, to spend time with us. What a beautiful thing, right? That is to be our reality. Dreaming in the kingdom is just the reality that is yet to be. And that is what the Lord desires for this community, that He would be able to walk amongst us, freely walk through the streets. So take your mind off the exit strategy. Jesus has that handled. Thanks for listening to this message. Sources, visit sundownchurch.com.